0: Hey what's up everybody It's your favorite host A-Million I'm back with another episode of the Sip and Sip Podcast Tonight I have a special guest He is an artist all the way from the Midwest I'm talking about St. Louis Make sure you give it up for artist Marlo two times What's up, how you doing?
1: I'm doing good, how about you?
0: I, hey, you know what? I'm just trying to stay cool. It is hot where <laughs> I am. It's hot here in the south. Where you at? I am in Alabama, so Man. you know it is that southern heat. You already know what it is. See, I'm not out there in the Midwest. I know it's pretty. You know the weather's pretty cool because y'all no. got like, some crazy weather.
1: No, but you know this it's heat hot. here. This heat here is humid. It ain't no wind or nothing. It's just sticky.
0: It's sticky, it's humid, but here it's humid, it is hot, it's like the devil hot here. (laughs) Yeah. So, Marlo, two times, you know, it's a pleasure. Thank you for coming on to Sip and Sit. So, you know, we're going to jump into this interview. I want to know about you. How did you get started on your journey as an artist?
1: As an artist, like, when I first started, it was just, like, really for fun. I wasn't even too deep into the music at first. I used to just freestyle. With a whole bunch of my friends, and like we used to all play basketball on the road, and I used to just freestyle every time we took a trip out of town. Mm-hmm. It was just always freestyle, or we'd just be playing around doing some. Um, I dropped some projects in like 2021, but there was still like some playful projects. Then later on, I had lost my dad that year, in like December. So then it was just like, that's when I started taking it real serious.
0: So with you being like a ball player, because this is funny to me, you know, mostly you would not expect a ball player to, you know, like that really can rap. It's so funny to me that you, you got two skills, you know, you, yeah. you like a one on the court. Now, and let me see. I think you probably are a uh, power four. Am I right?
1: No, I'm a, I'm a point guard.
0: Oh, part, well, excuse me. See, I was going <laughs> to say that first, but I wasn't too sure. Yeah. But, you know, with you being talented on the court and now you dropping some bars, how did your friends take this? Like, okay, uh, my boy Marlo, he, he kind of rap. Like, what was their, like, first impression of you as a rapper away from the ball player?
1: No, nah, they, they knew I had it. I ain't going to mm-hmm. lie. They, they the reason I, I, I do it for real because – like, we all was, um, you know, running wild here and there within the streets. So the freestyle was, like, our way out of basketball and the streets. It was, like, where everybody met in the line at. So my partner, his name Reese, I call him Baba, he, um, he bought me my first pair of Apple headphones because we was all in, like, the little PlayStation party, and I was freestyling. And I wanted to make some actual music to where everybody could just listen to it. So my first song was recorded. Like my first couple of mixtapes was recorded off my phone and the Apple headphones he had bought me because he believed that I could I could really do it.
0: So how does that make you feel like as an artist that your friend or friends, you know, really support you, really support your passion? How does that make you feel?
1: It made me feel good. Yeah, I was messing with it. Now that I look, I look back at it. I made a song for like, thank you, Reese, for doing that. I thank all my guys for supporting me.
0: I love that. And it's nothing like friends supporting friends. If you know you can rap, you know, make sure you go to the shows. They they are there to give you some, you know, pointers, some much needed constructive criticism sometimes you yeah. don't like to hear it, but it's needed. You know, and it's not always, you know, friends are not being haters. You do have some that are, but most of most of them the the genuine ones are always going to, you know, Give you that accountability and say, hey, bro, I think you need to tweak this, you know, do something different with your music. So it's always good to have, you know, really, really good, genuine friends with you saying you getting into the music game and you really taking it seriously, you know, away from (laughs) basketball. What have been some obstacles that you've had to overcome to really put yourself out there as an artist?
1: I ain't going to lie to you. Like, I wouldn't even say there's been no obstacles to get put out there. Because when I first started, or even what I was going like right now, like, the end goal is definitely to make make money mm-hmm. to support your family and branch off into other stuff with the music that you made. Mm-hmm. But this, like, when I did it, it was my way of venting, mm-hmm. like from when we used to freestyle to when I start writing and then my dad passed. It was just always my way of venting. Mm-hmm. I never really took it seriously to like, oh, I want to be the next Jay-Z. I want to mm-hmm. be the next Biggie Tupac. It was just like my way of venting. Mm-hmm. I go tell stories. I never really talked to people or no therapist, so that was my way of vent.
0: It's amazing that a lot of artists don't really say, you know, music is a way for me to vent. You know, you went through so much pain with losing your dad, and I know that was a turning point in your life to really be more serious and, and have this passion. Was your dad a big cheerleader for you in your music?
1: He liked a few of my songs. He, he, was, he was more of a critic than a cheerleader. He did like two he liked two specific songs, but he had his old like record label back in his time, him and his oh. friends. He had his own record label. So he he always criticized me more than be like, yeah, I like this song. But he came in a couple of nights singing a, a specific song that I made. Mm-hmm.
0: So with him having like his own record label back in the day, so you grew up like within music. It was already embedded in you along with basketball, but kind of music kind of was embedded. You saw with your dad. How did his business knowledge of music influence you to be a great artist?
1: (laughs) Oh, I say, I ain't gonna lie. His, His whole lifestyle influenced me to be the man I am today. Business, street life basketball coach a mentor for all the kids like it just influenced me i really just what i seen him do that's what i wanted to do like get it and make a way for everybody around you give back to the kids Mm -hmm. just always help out
0: exactly always giving back and you know that's what a lot of artists are doing now when they make it, even when they get big, get their distribution deals, they're always coming back to give to their community. Yeah. And how has your community of being in such a great city as St. Louis, you know, you have so many artists like Nelly, and even now Sexy Red, everybody's coming from, you know, Missouri. How has your community or your city helped you as an artist and support you in your music?
1: I- the city, is like, it's word. It's good and bad when they're mm-hmm. coming to that. Because, like, I ain't even going to speak from, like, my standpoint. I'm just going to speak for everybody. Like, you got some that's really, like, talented. But they won't back certain people up until they heard that you moved, got some type of movement from outside the city. Mm-hmm. And then they back the ones up that's already heard, like, that they feel got it. But everybody, I feel like everybody can win together here. Because we are talented. St. Louis really a gold mine mm-hmm. with a whole mm-hmm. bunch of superstars.
0: I feel like St. Louis is really a slept on city when it comes to music. And I say that, of course, Nelly being one of the biggest hip hop artists from st louis and now we got sexy red so it's like the midwest is coming but do you feel that st louis has been slept on for so many years until sexy red until her glow up came in the last couple of months do you think st louis has been slept on as far as music
1: yeah for sure because we didn't have artists from when i was playing basketball doing other stuff we didn't have artists that was that I felt was bigger than some people within the industry. That's who mm-hmm. I feel was big. It's some artists that's here today with me that I feel bigger than some people in the industry. But you know, that's just how I go. Yeah, we we definitely slept on. Mm-hmm. We definitely mm-hmm. slept on. But right now, It's our time. So if we could all just come together and do what we need to do, I feel like we could be the biggest city.
0: You have so many, like, influences. I know you talked about your dad and and the unity of the city. Who are some of your music influences that you look up to that really kind of push the pen to the paper to make you be greater as an artist? Who are some of your musical influences?
1: All right, so, like, on the rap side, I got um, Jay-Z, Biggie, Kendrick, Kevin Gates, and then you got like ESTG, a little bit of Young Boy, and mm-hmm. then like, um, like more like on the emo rock side. I got like Juice World and X. Mm. Yeah, I mess mm-hmm. with them heavy. while mm-hmm. Why they was her? And mm-hmm. then I listen to R and B her and her, but I don't really too much sing. I sing her and her on the song, but.
0: Oh, so you got another hidden talent? A lot of people don't know about you sing yeah,
1: too. The 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 vault so deep. Like my, I got the two personalities. The Mac verse him. I got the double single out right now. Mm-hmm. Like I just um, him, he more like vulnerable and open up to the people. So he, I will hop on the track and sing. And then you got Mac he 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 rap. But yeah, I didn't hop on some. I didn't on some different stuff. The vault so deep. I got like two hundred and twenty unreleased songs.
0: Oh wow, two hundred. And 20 unreleased songs. So, you know, I gotta ask you why 220 unreleased songs? And is that like a standard for artists, like having so many unreleased songs?
1: I don't know if it's a standard, but I'm finna raise the ball because I'm doing, I'm in the middle of a project right now, mm-hmm. doing a 30 for 30. Mm-hmm. And, and my manager, It was really supposed to be. I go to the studio and make a song a day, but I really did like Mm -hmm. the thirty songs within like a week and a half. I went to the studio and made the Mm thirty. So after Mm this, I'm gonna get ready for this EP, then drop a mixtape, and then drop an album. I I just got stuff loaded. I ain't gonna lie. Mm I'm gonna (laughs) raise the bar for everybody.
0: You raising the bar for everybody out there in St. Louis. Yeah. You know, Marlo is coming. Marlo Two Times it is coming. Now, we talking about your sound, and I know you mentioned influences of emo rock, of hip-hop. How would you describe your unique sound on your music? How would you describe it?
1: i describe it. i can give it on a song and give you, like, some trap rock. Like, you know how they got Mm -hmm. like trap pop? I can give you some trap rock. Like, so it'd be some emo, but you, I'll be talking, I'll be sweet talking, Mm or what they call it. They'd be like shit talking on some trap music. I don't know. I just like to be in different lanes.
0: Different lanes, but you have kind of separated yourself from everybody to having your own specific lane because we're going to talk about the new project that you just. Drop today on july 17th called 30 for 30 but before we get to that you know i want to continue with hip-hop we're celebrating 50 50 years of hip-hop can you believe that i'll be 36 next month that is kind of like half my life so the mm-hmm. influence of hip-hop has always been amongst me i love it, even growing up in the south what is your opinion of how 50 years of hip-hop or the hip-hop culture has influenced us
1: as a culture it's a vibe like i ain't gonna like people always show the bad to of music and say that's why people running wild but without hip-hop it's a whole bunch of dances and family get-togethers that would have never happened mm. all the cookouts yeah all the cookouts way, all that none of that wouldn't have happened mm-hmm. without the hip-hop I, mm-hmm. ain't nobody ain't nothing wrong to turn up to some r&b but without the hip-hop and you get to go out there and get your groove on that wouldn't have happened
0: Oh, yes. I mean, because it at every family reunion, every cookout, every kickback, somebody is playing yeah. some hip-hop music, whether it is from the 80s, the 90s, old school to new school. Rap it's is going to get played. Hip-hop something. is something yeah. going to get played. Something is going to get played. Now, what is one of your favorite hip-hop songs? And it doesn't matter the artist. What is, like, one of your favorite hip-hop songs?
1: Control. But Kendrick, Kendrick was a, was a feature owner, but Kendrick, it's out of control or, um, or Kevin Gates mm-hmm. it's any Kevin Gates song, but out of, it's out of control or a Gates song, but control cause like both of them unapologetic and Kendrick did what I'm, what I'm on right now. He raised the bar. He literally yeah. was, was like, he didn't diss his friends. He let them, he let them know, like. Y'all going to have to step y'all game up or y'all fans not going to want to hear from y'all no more. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be me. And he even was talking about the people that was on the songs with him. So it was like, I don't know. I'm a, I, I, love, I listen to the lyrics. I'm a lyricist. And like Kendrick, Control, definitely like top tier. Top mm-hmm. tier. Or Jay-Z, 22-2s.
0: Yeah, like I am yeah. a a Jay-Z fan and I like Kanye West. I'm a big Kanye and Jay-Z fan from up there, Chicago, New York, but in the south, will always be for me TI. TI and Ludacris, I love that. I got to I got to the give
1: them. Over, you got them over Boosie and Wayne?
0: Well, I n- let me take that back. <laughs> I, I, do get, I do have to put I do have to put little Wayne and Boosie. Of course, you know they always going to get played in the yeah. club. But being kind of close to Atlanta is I was listening to more of Atlanta music. But of course, yeah. Wayne, Wayne and Master P like the New Orleans side of me, yes. Yeah. But you know, the Atlanta side, T I Ludacris is always, you know, it's a vibe like you said yeah. before, hip hop. Is a vibe. Now, what do you think are like the pros and cons of like hip hop today? Like, as from your opinion, as an artist, what are like the pros and cons of hip hop?
1: The pros, you get to get away from whatever situation that you was in, because mm-hmm. it, it do it can't bring you a lot of money, land you deals. Um, you can. It ain't all about like who the toughest. So you can definitely make new friends and have a good time. Um. Mm-hmm. So, like a con, I say, I'm gonna just go back and forth a con, but like they, people gonna try you, people gonna try you, cause they think cause you an artist now, you gotta carry yourself some type of way. But everybody mm-hmm. just ain't, everybody ain't got that flip to cut that other switch off. So, mm-hmm. uh, another pro, I don't know you, you get to find out like it's people that relate to your music a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and you help them out. I feel like that's one of the biggest pros. Like, you get to help other people out by them listening to your music. Mm-hmm. I didn't have somebody come to me like, I listen to your music and heard what you be talking about. And, like, it get me through the day knowing that, like, mm-hmm. nigga, you overcame this right here. So I know I can overcome this right here, too. A con. Oh, it's, it's dangerous being an artist. It's dangerous being a human. Yes, where I'm from. it is. It yeah. really is. It's dangerous being a human where I'm from. But mm-hmm. it's definitely, so it's, It's 10 times more dangerous to be an artist. Mm -hmm. Because you got to...
0: It's like, I feel like with being an artist, as you see it now, because it's all over the blogs, you can be an artist, be performing on stage, and then somebody's throwing a phone at you, a shoot. I feel like that's disrespectful to the artist. What if you get hit? What if something hurts you, and you got to shut down the the concert, or shut down the, the show, or whatever? I think we, as i guess in our culture or anybody i feel like that's the ultimate disrespect for artists i think a lot of artists now you know if you throw someone on stage oh they cutting everything they walking off the stages you saw with sexy red a couple of weeks ago they were throwing shoes phones at her and she just was like you know what i'm done and she left and she left the stage and i just feel like it's a lot of cons being an artist these days you didn't have to worry about that you know with the old school you didn't have to worry about anything anybody but just come in bum rushing the stage but usually they were cool with it but now you throwing objects it's just a lot that goes I'm, on you i'm gonna put it you.
1: like this they it's more accepted for a fan to do that now because we mm-hmm. supposed to carry ourselves in a certain type of way mm-hmm. and if we don't it's a cancel generation mm-hmm. going on right now mm-hmm. so if we act out we automatically get canceled. Oh, they not, mm-hmm. they can't control themselves around fans. Mm-hmm. We, we, no matter how bad we get disrespected on that stage, mm-hmm. if they, if they do something, we got to just bow down. But either way it go, they going to find a way to try to cancel somebody. Because mm-hmm. if we handle it, like jumping mm-hmm. off the stage and handling them for real, we in the wrong or we still in the wrong, we walk off mm-hmm. the stage like, no, I'm not going to deal with this shit, mm-hmm. but I'm going. we mm-hmm. still going to get wrong for it. But like back then, catch a jab or two, they, they come on the stage acting crazy, and then everybody just go back to the to the event. Shit, it was just cool. Mm-hmm. But it's exactly. the cancel generation. It's messing everything up, literally mm-hmm. everything.
0: Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, we're so quick to cancel everybody from every yeah. artist, every new mu- movie star, you know. And don't get me wrong, a lot of people that have done twisted things, yes, but I feel like we're just too quick to cancel quick. culture, and I feel like this wasn't even going on. When you look at people like the baby, you look at Kanye West, I think it's more so the male artist than the female artist. I don't see as much female artists being canceled. I see more of the male artists.
1: Because a female, she adjust herself, but the male, mm-hmm. we stand on morals and principles. So like, there's some females mm-hmm. out there like that, but usually females adjust themselves to be more industry looked at but a male we stand on more mm-hmm. as a principles especially if you come from the streets
0: mm-hmm. exactly exactly and, and more of a, a city vibe more than yeah. a country vibe, you know for me because it's like in the south where they say it's southern hospitality you kind of turn the other cheek but then again you don't so <laughs> it's, it's just it's a whole yeah. different when we talk about artists and how they present themselves or whatnot why do you think now in hip-hop culture or in music in general there's just so much hate among hip-hop artists there's always and i feel like for me as a female it's more female hate than anything in hip-hop right now it wasn't a lot of hate back then growing up in the 90s you might hear a name drop or two but that's more so of a man or something cheating or whatever Mm. but now it's more female hate amongst the hip hop culture amongst hip hop artists than it is males now. So what is your opinion on that as an artist?
1: I don't really see no legitimate beefs. Mm-hmm. Most of the beefs I seen they gotta do with a female. And like my pops always told me, he said we're not gonna beef over no female because mm-hmm. it's it's ten females for you. So for every one of me, it's ten it's ten more y'all. So we're not gonna beef over no females. Niggas not even beefing over money no more. Or like nothing crazy. They just they just beefing, just to say Mm -hmm. that they beefing or to try to get Mm -hmm. some clout or something. Mm -hmm. It's no legitimate beef no more. Everybody Mm -hmm. just it's some I don't know what started it, but it's some type of hate in everybody's heart right now that Mm -hmm. that just wanna and and we just killing each other.
0: Do you we, think that social media has played a big part of yeah. you know, artists, beefing, and, and things like that?
1: For sure. For sure. And I, don't, I I tell my manager every day, anytime that we talk and she want me to be on social media, I tell her every day, if it wasn't for music, I would have been deleted social media. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I, I hate social media. I, mm-hmm. I, I never like social media. I'd be on there for the love, for the little, for the little or whatever, but I ain't, I ain't never, I ain't never like social media. Mm-hmm. It's just because you too much conflict, and there's a whole bunch of instigators that, and most likely they not gonna do shit. They mm-hmm. just be on there talking mm-hmm. to get you aroused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I never liked it.
0: Yeah, I, I I agree. I feel like social media has played a downfall when it comes to entertainment with their yeah. artists because it's you see more beefs starting from fan pages or fake pages, putting little droplets of doubt in people's mind. And then it's, it's polluting their mind. It's like the negativity. Mm. And I feel that is one reason why you see Nicki Minaj and Cardi B beefing all these years. Mm. It's just so much. And to me, it's like a call for, you know, both artists are great in their own right a lot of artists are great and i feel like you know you look at 90s hip-hop you had likes of mc light you had salt and pepper rodent you know foxy brown and lil kim queen latifah most of those women back then in that era came from unity because there were no female Rappers beforehand in the 80s, well, early 80s when um rap came about. So everybody thinks like, somebody
1: owed them something.
0: And I think it's true that that is like you know they they are entitled.
1: Yeah, entitled. And, and, I like,
0: shit. And, and I feel like we as a culture, if we could just unify and come together, we will be the greatest you know artists ever in our culture, which we are. I don't think, don't, don't, uh, I don't think it, uh, I think it is, but what i'm saying is we we're like we have the best music everybody takes yeah. the of our music culture everything from jazz from r&b to rap everybody samples us and we were the forefront of everything of the culture
1: yeah that's true
0: so i want to switch gears a little bit i want to talk about you marlo two times because you just dropped your project called 30 for 30 and tell me about that tell me about your new single shazam that dropped the whole project tell me how did you come up with naming this project 30 for 30
1: 30 songs 30 days it's my birthday month it's my birthday month
0: it's your birthday month okay so you are a cancer yeah okay okay i i okay See, I like that. 30 for 30. It's your birthday month. So hey, 30 songs for 30 days. Thirty
1: songs, thirty days. I ain't missed a day. I ain't missing a day. I have not
0: missed a day. Now tell me like your creative process of going into dropping all of these new projects in the span of thirty days.
1: I I I love music. I treat it like basketball. So like the same effort I put into basketball with well, my my past life. I mm-hmm. treat I treat music the same way. It's my newfound love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's peaceful. It's mm-hmm. peaceful. So if I if I can, because when I was releasing back then, if you mess with it, you just messed with it. Like mm-hmm. I still really don't care who messed with it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's like I used to get in the shower and I used to have to unrelease songs.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: used to have to, my hand was wet, so I had to keep unlocking my phone to change the song because it was unreleased. But now I just go on Apple Music, go there, click the song, and I can hear me, like, 30 songs. That's what I'm on at the yeah. end of the month. Oh, the whole 30, I'm just listening to it. I'm going to stand in the shower listen to the whole
0: 30. Yeah. So what has been, like, your favorite song that you made for this project?
1: I got three of them. I got three of them out of the 30 that I really like. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't even want to drop them three. I, ain't, I still ain't dropped them. I'm holding off. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm going to drop them, though. It's one called Back End Child. And then there's another one called Attached. And then I remix that ludicrous move. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop that. I'ma I'm gonna shoot a video for y'all too. I'm gonna shoot okay. a video. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm gonna go crazy with that.
0: That's like your top three now. Out of the three, which one do you play exactly every day? Like move? what is in your playlist that you that like that's the first song you're gonna listen to?
1: Out of the ones that's released or just the whole 30?
0: The ones that's just released.
1: Um... Can I just check my other phone real quick? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because I didn't put it in the little thing. See, I didn't put it in the little thing with Mm -hmm. all the songs. It'll probably be the song that I made for my dad. It's called Mm -hmm. 314-713-3141. That was his phone number before I was born. Wow. Wow. So I made a song and I I like incorporated the phone number within the song. So that'll be the first one. And Mm -hmm. then No Remorse. So, I got one from the heme side and then one from the max side within the 30.
0: That's awesome. Paying homage to your dad, and he is still guiding you on this music journey. He always yeah. will. And I, I just always think that it's just, it touches me when an artist's loved one has passed along and they do a song in remembrance of them to keep their memory alive, which it is. Yeah. You know, and I just love that when I talk to different artists. How did you know, you making this song, how did it feel for you going into the booth and really just, you know, laying down those bars and laying down those tracks? I had
1: I had to put everybody out of the studio. To make that to make that specific song, I had to put everybody out of the studio. Mm-hmm. I, I know how to keep my emotions within me, but like mm-hmm. either like before or after I'm gonna get emotional. That was that was like mm-hmm. that was that was the goat in my eyes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like I ain't everybody got their goat in rap, but my, my pops could flow. He could freestyle mm-hmm. too. So me and him used to have our little rap battles.
0: Oh wow! No, no, no! So you used to rap your dad. You know, rap against your dad. Now, who would win out of the freestyles? Which he you would. And
1: his 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 intellect was crazy. Mm-hmm. I was young at the time, so I used mm-hmm. to just be like trying to get it i used to steal some of his balls
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you know well you always keep those memories embedded in you they're always going to be yeah. with you who's to say well, if you have a son or a daughter you can do freestyle battles you did with your own dad i and do i kid. do
1: it with my nephew and he okay and he, so you like you keep yeah, it, yeah, it
0: alive you keeping yeah. it alive now, I know that we're coming up to the end of this interview, Marlo, but I, I want to put you to the test. All great rappers and artists, when they come on the Sip and Sip podcast, I want you to do a little a little something something for me, if you can. I want to hear, just give me like some bars from one of your favorite songs that hasn't been released or that has been released. If you can drop it right here, right now on the Sip and Sip podcast.
1: On oh, the Sippin' Sip Podcast. Yeah, What's uh-huh. the word, sip and Sip? You know, you got your boy Marlo two Towns with a freestyle slash a remembrance from one of my music songs. Let's see, let's see. It's a lot, it's a lot, <laughs> it's a lot. I said I got I to put you on the spot.
0: I know I'll put you on the spot though.
1: Let me see, let me see. Mm, I'll do the back end child. You better pay on the front end for you can't afford me on the back end. Child blessed with a faux nick, even if it kick, he gon' gun you down. Check the state murder rate. You could tell STL is running wild. 50 round drum with a full grip. Yeah, I love to killin' style. I know I'm not innocent, but on that stand I'm in denial. Play with a pussy right now, with feel like I'm drowning in the now. You can't walk up my shoes, pussy nigga. You can't even run a mile. High city, bad boy, no daddy, still locked up just like Nipsey. Concentration camp if the little boy fuck with me yeah
0: all right that's what's up now what song what's the name of that song
1: back in town i'm gonna release it this friday
0: Okay, you releasing it this Friday. So I hope that everybody that watches this and listening for this episode, make sure you download 30 for 30. Make sure you follow him. Where can people keep up with you on social media? How can they uh, get in touch with you if they want to, you know, want you to come out and do a show freestyle, whatever the case is? How can people keep up with you on social media?
1: All booking. You can you can just hit my DM on oh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I respond to everybody. I I interact with everybody. I ain't gonna no lie.
0: Okay, what's your social media handles?
1: Marlowe two xx. For every handle,
0: for every handle, make sure y'all follow him. I'm gonna put this in the description below so you can go check him out. Make sure you stream all of his songs. Thirty for thirty is out now, and he is releasing a song for the next thirty days. Well, half of July is up, but he got more songs coming. More coming. So so make sure y'all support him from Saint Louis, Marlo two times. You know what, Marlo? It has been a pleasure to have you on here, and you you're not just a guest. You family now, so you got to come back, chop it up with your girl, and you're always welcome on the Sip and Sip podcast, bro.
1: I appreciate you for having me on the Sip and Sip podcast. Much love,
0: and much love to you, y'all. Make sure y'all follow, like comment subscribe this podcast we're going up we're going to continue to go up make sure you download us on audio we are on google spotify youtube apple podcast just search the sip and sip podcast every episode every wednesday plus on youtube every video will drop every wednesday all right so until next time peace